Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the defund the police movement is taking hold amongst the Democrats. In case you thought it couldn't get any worse, there's support, some of them for Antifa, infanticide, uh, and North Korea, enemies of the United States, open borders, outright chaos. Now they're all in uh, on... <laughs> Yes, um, defunding the police. This is not a joke. Uh, folks, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online data today from prying eyes. Get a VPN now. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I got all that and a lot more today. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. It's Friday. You know, yeah. we haven't had Joe's 1960s game Boy. show voice, right? Because he's done it, but it's been a little subdued, subdued because the last few weeks have been really bad. Yeah. But we have some finally well, some good economic numbers oh, and some positive news. I'll get to that, too. We may be turning the corner on this. Uh, all right. I want to get to the defund the police story first. But uh, today's show brought to you by friends at Liquid IV. Ladies and gentlemen, Liquid IV is an easy, healthy solution for dehydration. We use this stuff um, literally, not figuratively, every single day. Comes in these great packets, tastes delicious. This is like, it makes your muscles like a sponge for water. Love this stuff. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. Each serving provides as much hydration as two or three bottles of water, as vitamin C, B vitamins. If you're dehydrated, try liquid IV. It's the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Proper hydration can boost your immunity. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks. There's no artificial flavors and less sugar than an apple. Paula drinks this every day before a workout. She absolutely loves it. Stay hydrated, ladies and gentlemen. Stay hydrated. It's made with clean ingredients. It's non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes Liquid IV so effective at keeping you hydrated throughout the day? You get tired when you're not hydrated, too. Cellular transport technology. It has the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium, delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. Lickety split. It's a perfect balance to help you hydrate quickly and effectively, better than water alone. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, and Costco. You can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code Bongino at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use your promo code Bongino at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today. Stay hydrated. LiquidIV.com, promo code Bongino. Check it out. You're going to love it. All right, Joe. She beat me <laughs> to the punch. You that was the first dude. time that happened. Well, have, And one quick uh, programming note. We will be interviewing uh, Dinesh D'Souza today. Uh, right. We will launch the show tomorrow for your weekend listening. Dinesh D'Souza, who is terrific on his new book about uh, socialism and the roots of the far left. So that will be launched tomorrow morning, Saturday. Interview show, Dinesh D'Souza. Check that out. Let's get right to the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, defund the police. Um, as if we haven't heard enough and the left hasn't done enough damage to this country, incentivizing racial division, the use of identity politics, sowing chaos, the promotion of groups like Antifa, the open backing, in some cases, of infanticide, open borders, outright criminality. Uh, the left is a, the far left is the single most destructive voice of force right now on this rock we live on, this globe. That is not a joke. Their new platform, this is Hillary's uh, spokesman from the campaign. Remember this clown, Brian Fallon, the infamous Russian collusion hoaxer? Yeah, this joker. 
this conspiracy theory promoting loon at Brian E. Fallon on Twitter. He's a blue check mark. You know, the blue check mark liberal, liberal brigade. These are the serious people. Here is an actual tweet he sent out defund the police. So I asked Brian Fallon, Hillary's old, uh, mm, trying to hold back to preserve the integrity of the show in some fashion. Yeah. Hillary's old sycophant acolyte who has his lips surgically attached to her caboose. Uh, does that defund the police thing include the police officers and agents that protect his dear leader, Hillary Clinton? Just asking. Just asking now. No, no, no. No, Joe, as always, that never includes the personal protection they benefit from, from police officers. That just not. includes the underlings and the great unwashed like you and I. Yeah. who aren't entitled to police protect, right? They're just a, yeah. not them. You asked nope. this clown that, I asked him, he didn't answer yesterday. I asked him on Twitter because he's a clown and a joker and a loser. Yes, that's what he is. I know it's Friday. I try to keep the show a little lighter on Friday, but I'm sick of clowns like this. When I asked him that question, does that include your dear leader, the boss there, your boss, Mrs. Clinton, does she have the police officers and agents pulled from her protective detail too? He didn't answer. Because, of course, he wouldn't answer because liberals are frauds. You wake up every morning. Your life is a total fraud. You hate school choice, but you send your kids to elite schools. You say you love high taxes while you pay your accountants of, uh, to avoid every penny in taxes you possibly can because you're a fake. You're a phony. You're a fraud. Your life is a joke. It's an embarrassment. You wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and you're horrified and angry at the liar you are. So you take it out on everyone else. You want to defund the police, yet at these protests, when things break bad, you're the first one to call the police officers for help. You want to defund the police while Hillary Clinton leverages the benefits of the personal security provided to her by the Secret Service and others. I know. I was in a support role for Hillary Clinton's protective detail when she was the first lady running for Senate. She seemed to like that an awful lot getting to skirt around traffic with the police lights. Remember that? The Scooby-Doo van and all that? I remember it. She was an awful person. I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. She's the only protectee I've ever spoken of. She's an awful, awful person. And so are all her spokespeople and sycophants. Breitbart has an article up in the, in the show notes today. I encourage you to check it out. You can always get our show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter we send out every day are the show notes. Best articles of the day. Breitbart poll, only 16% of Americans want to defund the police, 65% opposed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a Republican candidate running for office in this election cycle, let me be crystal clear on this. Listen up, please. And you don't make this one of the center points of your campaign. That your opponents, the Democrats, some of their spokesmen want to defund the police. You should be arrested for political malpractice and you should never run for office again. To call this a fringe position is to be generous. You think open borders is a fringe position? Wait till you walk into suburban soccer moms and other areas of the country, you know, prosperous, white, black, Hispanic, and Asian neighborhoods and tell them, hey, I got an idea. We're going to defund your police officers. So the cars and homes you worked for and that your kid walking to school not going to have any police protection, your property, your kids, everything else. Once you start messing with people's kids, their property, their homes, and their livelihoods, let me tell you something. Soccer moms become activists real fast or right quick, as they say down south. If you are a GOP candidate running for office and you don't staple that defund the police thing to every piece of campaign literature you drop off, you should be guilty of political malpractice and stop running tomorrow.
Now, we've had this ridiculous assertion from the left somehow because they're soft bigots, the left. They are. Many of them, not all, but I'm talking about mostly the radical left. I want to be clear about the distinction because I don't like the stereotype like they do to us. The radical left, though, are psychos. They are nuts. Just follow them on Twitter. Listen to their own words, their own tweets. Look at their videos. You'll see for yourself. They don't seem to believe that property matters. Oh, property, it doesn't matter. We don't need the police. We need to defend property, Joe. Lives matter. Property, forget about property. Really, why don't you tell that to this Detroit father of five? Here's a local news video. Whose house burned down? I don't know the circumstances. That's not the point. Whether it was burned down because of a natural thing that happened, uh, an earthquake, or because of a match in his house, or for a riot. The point is irrelevant. The point I'm trying to make here is the left's point to defund the police is, well, who cares about property rights, store owners? Don't worry. Burn their stores down. They'll just get everything back. Don't you worry. It's lives that matter. Again, simplistic, nonsensical thinking. Tell that to this father of five. Worked his whole life for his house and his van as his house and van both burned down in front of his house. Listen to this. I put my family first. I put every dollar I got in the house. And there's nothing left. No, no. Like, it's a lot of stuff that I want, but I prioritize for my family. Every dollar, every dollar I get, I put into my house, and I take care of my kids. So it's devastating for me, but I mean, I'm a big boy, so I'm going to just keep Get a little choked up watching that? It's tough to watch, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, the left told us because that man is black that he doesn't matter. Oh, he's with us. We can burn his house. It's okay. That's what the left told us, right? It's okay. Do you understand the soft bigotry and the hard racism of the radical left? Because they go back and forth between their soft bigotry, where they don't outright say things like, but they they hint to it. The dog whistles on the left. Gonna put y'all back in chains. Oh, remember Biden? Obama's the first clean black guy I've ever met. Clean way, but he takes a shower. And he can, he can speak and he's articulate. Really? That's the first black man you've ever met who can speak? Joe, I suggest you find new friends. But they go back and forth between that and hard racism. Don't worry. The black families are with us. They're not worried about property stuff. They're just worried about riot. They want riots too, just like we do. They do. Why don't you tell that to that father of five whose house was burned down? So go fund me for him. Seems to be working out okay in the GoFundMe. Certainly didn't work out okay when his house was burned down and his work van too. But keep telling black families that about their personal security and their police departments don't matter to them. Keep talking to them like they're substandard human beings who aren't intelligent adults capable of processing information for themselves. Keep doing that, leftists. Good luck. Good luck with that. And you'll be stunned when Donald Trump pulls you know 12 to 15% of the black vote. Idiots. You are, listen to me, you are being preyed on in liberal cities. I said this last night on Hannity. I hope you all been watching my appearances on Hannity at night. I know Joe's been, Joe's been texting me and we've been talking back and forth off the air. And I appreciate his feedback. It means a lot during the show and after the show. But I said last night, I meant every damn word of this. Liberals, you are American citizens too. You are not my enemy. You are my political opponents. You are not my enemy. There is a difference. Yes. Political opposition and the battle of ideas is fiercely American. You are my political opponent, meaning you are on the opposite side of many issues I believe in. You are not my enemy. 
You are not. I cannot be clearer about that. I disagree with you on tax policy, healthcare policy, education policy, abortion, firearms, the interpretation of our constitution and everything else. You are not my enemy. You are citizens of this country and I will defend your big R God-given rights to my death. And whatever platform I can do to do it. I've said this about the media too. I defend your right to act as journalists. Unfortunately, that right encompasses the right to be stupid. And you've taken us up on that with your collusion hoax and other things. But I've never changed my mind on that. You are not my enemy. I'm speaking to you and I'm, for some of you watching my show, and I know you do, I've seen it on Twitter where you criticize and hurl invective at me. And that's fine. You know, I'm, I can handle that. Don't worry about it. I'm speaking to you directly. Your cities are being burned down and rocked by chaos. Your sense of security and safety has disappeared. You know, Joe said, I believe it was Joe. Joe said something to me once. Joe, producer Joe. And if I'm wrong, and this wasn't you, Joe, correct me. But you said something to me, I believe last week, that you were traveling overseas or something. And someone told you that the one thing different about the United States is, you know, you wake up in the morning with this sense of yeah. security, like not everything's going to disappear. That was you who told me that, right? Yes, that, That's yeah. so accurate. And that there's always an expectation that tomorrow's going to be a little bit better. Right. But that's uniquely American. That was Joe who told me that. That's been rocked completely. And ha- as having traveled to over 30 countries around the world in my prior line of work, he's, Joe's right. Whoever told him that's a genius. That is uniquely American. Tomorrow will be better. We are safe and secure here outside of limited examples. The chances of something really bad happening here. So that's not how it is around the world. Everywhere else, they think the opposite. The chances of me waking up tomorrow in a better situation are infinitesimally small. And the chances of me being safe are even smaller. That's uniquely American. That's been wiped out. You liberal city residents, you're not my enemy. You are being preyed on by Antifa by rioters and by criminals, and you want to defund the police, that thin paper, thin line between absolute chaos and civilization, you want to defund and rip that paper in half, the police? Are you insane? Do you understand how nuts this is? Got him. Sorry, fruit fly. Thank you for all the recommendations about fruit flies. (laughs) I just got that one. That was weird in the middle of it, but that happened. We had this fruit fly thing. I'm getting rid of them now, but I'm not kidding. You you are being preyed on, preyed on, not by protesters. You're being preyed on by a criminal element, Antifa. What do you think is going to stop them? The horde of Antifa people and outright criminals who have leveraged this protest to attack you, steal your stuff, burn your buildings, and in many cases, attack you. And in the case of some police officers, murder them. I'm asking you a serious question here. Who do you think is going to stand in the divide and stop them from coming for you? You think you can negotiate with these people? Are you insane? Folks, listen, I, 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 I hate to tout my CV here. I promise it's not to impress you. I have looked criminals in the face for over a decade of my life. It's not a tough guy thing. It's not a John J. Rambo, you know, quadrilogy. I don't know how many of those even did. You can't negotiate with these people. Hard criminals are sociopaths. They have no sense of empathy. Listen to me. They have no sense of empathy at all. 
They don't see the world through your eyes. They don't envision your pain. Normal people do that. You don't punch your friend in the face when he cusses at you because you don't want to hurt him because you empathize. You see the world through his eyes and you say, gosh, if I punch him in response to just the verbal taunt, he's probably joking about, that's going to hurt. And I know what that hurt feels like. Do you understand that sociopaths don't do that? They don't do any of that. They don't care. Your pain is meaningless. They will steal from you, hurt you, kill you if necessary. The police are standing in that divide. This defund the police thing is the most tragically catastrophic decision I have ever heard by leftists to promote in a public forum. I want to get to one other component of this, how they cleaned up New York in a minute. We got a loaded show today, though. I really appreciate it. Um, I have a lot of sponsors who want to talk to you today. So I want to get to broken windows and Comstat. That's this is an important conversation. We get to jobs numbers too. Don't you worry, but it's, it, there's a lot to get through today. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Patriot Mobile. Ladies and gentlemen, you all have a cellular phone. Everybody does. They're ubiquitous now in society. Why are you paying a carrier, uh, a service provider for your phone that is probably supporting course, uh, uh, causes absolutely antithetical to our existence? Existence. Action matters. Talk is cheap. Take action today. Change your supplier. Go to Patriot Mobile. They've tried to help by lowering their prices even further. Right now, the U.S.-based team is standing by to design your customized family plan, Patriot Mobile, starting at just $25. Patriot Mobile shares your values and will never change, uh, will never charge you, excuse me, hidden fees. And unlike Big Mobile, they're not going to send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood and other leftist causes. Stop sending your money to these other places. Get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that shares your values, supports our constitution, and puts people before their profits. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your phone, or buy a new one. Right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, get free activation and a free gift with the offer code DAN. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or visit patriotmobile.com slash DAN. Go today. Action matters. Get your customized family plan today starting at just $25. That's 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash DAN. Go today. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. Okay. One quick note on this. You know, I grew up in New York City in the uh, in the 80s. And in the, I was a kid and I was born in 1974. I remember the Mayor Ed Koch years. They were a disaster. I don't know if Joe visited New, the New York back then, but if you got off yeah. the train station, the remember the graffiti infested subways, oh, which were, I mean, they were crime factories. If you went mm-hmm. on the subway, you actually expected to get robbed. Paula can tell you some stories from the subway days. Uh, they were awful. But if you got off the subway stop in the middle of Times Square in New York, uh, you expected to be solicited by, um, in, in no specific order, uh, drug dealers, uh, 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 the uh, three-card Monty guys, prostitutes, or some pimp somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was only a matter of time. It wasn't a question of, Paula, my lion. It was only a question of what order they came in. Was it the pimp first if you were a woman trying to recruit you? Was it the hooker if you were a guy? Was it the drug dealer who wanted to sell you something? Was it the three-card Monty guy trying to rip yeah. you off? Or was it the like um, peep show guy who wanted you to, they would give you flyers like, come into our peep show. It's the best peep show around. Times Square was disgusting. It was a crime-infested mess. New York City was a failed city on the crime front. Thousands of people per year were murdered in New York City. 
It was a failed metropolis. You want to defund the police? You want to stop all of the progress they made? Well, what happened? Well, having been a cop during that era, that transition, what happened was Mayor Koch gave way to Mayor David Dinkins, one of the worst mayors in the history of New York, up until Bill de Blasio, who now is by far the worst. It decayed the city under David Dinkins even worse. And then Mayor Rudy Giuliani came into office. And they implemented two strategies, folks. This is critical. Maybe I'll ask Dinesh D'Souza about this on the interview show later. They implemented what was called broken windows and they implemented comp stat. Broken windows was the theory that if you cut off the small crimes and you arrested people, this is not revolutionary, by the way, but the fact that we didn't do this was what led to rampant crime and homicides in New York. If you cut off the small crimes, urinating in the street, public drinking, jumping turnstiles, and you arrested those people and processed them, that you would stop the big crimes later. It wasn't a revolutionary idea to people who understood common sense. It was, however, follow me, again, why liberalism is the biggest cancer on the globe right now. It was malodorous to liberals. Because why, Joe? Liberals were like, you're harassing me, man. I'm just a squeegee guy. Mm. Police brutality, bro. You harass me as I jump the turnstile. It's no big deal. City doesn't need that 50 cents or whatever the train fare was back then in the 80s. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. Police brutality, man. Right. I'm just on the corner drinking. It's no big deal. Yeah, you were drinking in front of somebody's house. Cussing and screaming, making a scene, getting drunk. They have kids too. Just peeing outside, man. Yeah, yeah, you were peeing on somebody's grass. Those kids were looking out the window. Giuliani came in with Bill Bratton, the police commissioner, and others. Jack Maple, who was the first, uh, first dep, first deputy commissioner. Bernie Carrick later, and they said, "We're not doing this anymore." Because the attitude prior to broken windows policing, I remember, I grew up in this. The attitude prior to that. Was no, you let the little crimes go because if you arrest the guy for jumping the turnstile, follow me, you pull a cop off the street, and then if a robbery happens later, the cop's not going to be there on the subway. Folks, the guy who jumped the turnstile was the guy who robbed the subway. When they started issuing summonses and pulling people in for jumping turnstiles and minor crimes, and they went to Times Square. And started locking up prostitution uh, prostitution rings in Prost John missions. When they started locking up the three-card Monty guys for stealing people's money and fraud. Locking up the drug dealers for slinging rocks here and there. All of a sudden, the neighborhood cleaned up almost overnight. It wasn't hard. That's all going to stop when you defund the police. We also did CompStat. You know what CompStat was? It was short for computer statistics. Prior to CompStat, NYPD captains and precincts, they would go in, give briefings, and everybody be like, yeah, my precinct's great. It's all wonderful. It wasn't wonderful. A lot of the precincts in New York City were falling apart. They were chaos. So Giuliani said with Jack Maple, let's do this CompStat thing. I want the computer statistics for every single crime in your neighborhood. Folks, I lived through this as a police cadet. I remember it like it was yesterday. Commanding officers and executive officers of precincts, when they found out they had to go to one police plaza, 
in front of Giuliani, Jack Maple, and the police commissioner and talk about not just their opinion of the precinct, but the actual computer statistics about robberies, larcenies, everything. They S-word their pants. They were sweating like you wouldn't believe. Because all of a sudden, Joe, their fairy tales about, my area's wonderful, we're doing great. They'd be like, really? Because I see you had 16 robberies on the corner of Flatbush uh, and, I, uh, and, and 16th. I don't even know if that's a street. <laughs> right. You had another 32 GLAs on Van Sindren. On uh, Pennsylvania and Sutter, you had three rapes, four assaults, and six robberies. That doesn't sound like your story you're telling us. They were like this. They're, wait, wait. Here, Paula, Paula loves it. Here, we go. here comes the napkin. This thing sort of been used. Here, they were like this. Oh, oh, what do you mean? I can't tell a fairy tale anymore? No, no. Now we're going to ask you to answer for actual, actual crimes. So once CompStat came in, you only had to get reamed out one time. The next time you came back, these COs and XOs went back to the precincts and said to their cops, at, I remember, I, was, I remember it, to sergeants, lieutenants, and the cops at roll calls, hey, fellas, get to that corner right now. We've had that robbery. Giuliani knows about it. We've had 10 robberies here. I want 10 cops out there tonight. There ain't going to be another robbery on that corner tonight. And all of a sudden, as if magic, Joe, the crime rate in New York City was halved and then halved again. And we went from 2,000 homicides a year to 300. Mm, mm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And you want to defund the police. Good luck with that message. Good luck with that message in the general election. Keep it up, Democrats. Keep it up. All right, I got to get to the economy. I got that. Joe Biden totally falling apart, repeating himself three times in under a minute because he can't even remember what he said anymore. Uh, just stunning. Uh, today's show also brought to you by friends at ETS. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a great gift. Uh, these are my favorite magazines. You can stack them. I love them. Elite Tactical Systems. These are the finest magazines in the market. There are no better tactical magazines. These are the AR-15 ones here. These are two of mine I have, in case you think I don't uh, I don't actually support the products. I, I only do. I don't take on sponsors that I can't support myself. Uh, firearms owners and enthusiasts, I've got a great gift idea for Father's Day. When it comes to personal defense, magazines are just as important as the firearm and ammo you carry. You all know that. Bad magazines, you lead the jams in your firearm, really, really awful. It can be difficult to find magazines that are durable, reliable, and affordable. That's why I want to tell you about our friends over at ETS. For the past five years, ETS manufactures the toughest polymer magazines on the planet. Here they are right here. They're made in the USA. They come with a lifetime warranty. You can't beat these things up. Best of all, they're affordable. See right through them. You know how many rounds you have left. Their patented polymer takes toughness to the next level. Their magazines outperform the competition in impact testing, chemical resistance, extreme temperatures. They are transparent. Look at that. You can see through them, which means you can see your ammo type and round count in a split second. ETS magazines are available for your Glock, Sig P, uh, P320, H and K VP9, MP5, Smith & Wesson MP5 and Shield, as well as the AR-15. Durable, reliable for every situation. Don't forget to check out for Father's Day and for you, etsmags.com. That's etsmags.com. Don't forget to use code DAN for 15% off. Go buy these today. They are terrific. etsmags.com, promo code DAN. You're going to love them. They have pretty cool speed loaders too, by the way. Here's one of them. Check them out. etsmags.com, promo code DAN. Okay. So finally, some good news. I'm just glad to hear Joe, give us a nice, robust, it's Friday today because we needed it. You don't want to end Friday always on a down and dour note. We are the United States, as I've said to you before. There's 
the sheer probability equation, this country makes no sense. What do you mean, Dan? That's offensive. No, it's not offensive. It's a compliment. We shouldn't even exist, folks. The probability of the United States existing as an experiment was slim to none. How did we win a revolution against the world's greatest empire in the, in, uh, uh, the, the Brits? How did we do that? How? How did we survive a civil war, the War of 1812, where I'm telling you, some people would argue we were saved by a rainstorm in D.C. How? Because I believe this country has been touched by the hand of God. I'm not kidding. This is not some spiritual hyperbole where I'm, I'm trying to in, indoctrinate anyone. I believe it. I'm a believer. Lord Jesus Christ is my savior. I'm a sinner too. I've reconciled that and I'm trying to be a better person. But ladies and gentlemen, this country was touched by the hand of God. I'm convinced we will come back. We have come back from all of these punches in the stomach. Finally, some good news today. You can see it, Breitbart. Uh, again, these stories available at the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. Check them out. The unemployment rate still unacceptably high at 13.3%, but unemployment has fallen despite the pandemic, despite the riots. Unemployment fell to 13.3%. The economy added an astonishing, eye-opening 2.5 million jobs added. Added. You may say that's incredible considering 50% of the country is engaged with liberal and rhino governors who are still, for some bizarre reason, a reason permitting rioting and outdoor protesting, but not legitimate businesses from opening. How they explain that, I don't know. Vote accordingly in the next election. Folks, this is a staggeringly high job number. I have to tell you, I am an optimist at heart. I did not see 2.5 million. I thought we were going to lose probably a smaller number, 200,000, 250. I did not see us adding 2.5 million jobs. And believe me, I'm an economic optimist. The good news here is we are going to need this increased productivity to suck up a lot of the money that's been printed in the form of the PPP and a lot of the stimulus and the money that's been pumped into the economy. Never forget, folks, you pump a lot of money into the economy and you don't start producing goods for people to buy with them. Well, what happens? That money has to go somewhere. All that extra money is chasing the same amount of goods. More money, same goods, means higher prices. You understand why, right? It's pretty simple. Yeah. You have $100 and 100 shares, you can charge a dollar a share. You have $1,000 and 100 shares, you can charge $10 a share. Inflation, it's always a monetary phenomenon everywhere. Once you start producing more chairs, you can start to suck up that extra money with actual products. So we are going to need this, or we are going to see massive inflation. This is a good sign. Smile a little bit today. The numbers are still ridiculously high, tragically high. But I believe the turnaround has begun. And the pressure, by the way, on blue state governors to open up is going to be ridiculous. I ask you a simple question if you live in a blue state, and I want you to answer honestly, please. I know the conservatives will, so it's almost rhetorical for them. But for the liberals watching, this is a serious question. Because again, you're not my enemy. You're my opponent. I think you say really dumb stuff a lot, but you are not my enemy. You probably think I say dumb stuff. That's fine. That's what happens. That's the friction of politics. But I'm going to ask you a serious question. I'd like you to ponder it. Is this a deadly virus worthy of a shutdown or not? If the answer is yes, then why are you supporting public protests? Well, Dan, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a bigger issue. This is, this is important. Protesting is important, even if it is a deadly virus and we're all going to die. 
but saving people's livelihoods and their business despite known safety precautions, mask wearing, hand washing, some form of distancing, that's not important. So just to be clear, you throw all that out of the window because you believe protests are important. But when it comes to saving people's livelihoods, their businesses, that's not important at all. The virus is only dangerous if you open your business, but not if you protest. If you're pulling at your hair right now as a conservative, trying to figure out why liberals think what they do, the answer is they don't. This is purely a political play. These protests, they believe they can use for political advantage, and they believe the economic lockdown, which will bankrupt you, they can use for political advantage too. That's why they hold two seemingly contradictory positions. Deadly virus, everybody stay in your house. Not deadly virus, everybody come out and protest. Those aren't contradictory because that's not what they mean. Economic lockdown hurts President Trump. Protests hurt President Trump. That's all they think. Tragically sad and awfully true. By the way, Paul Krugman, what a, what a clown. Do you see Krugman, noted Nobel Prize winning far left activist masquerading as an economist? Paul Krugman tweeted out this morning about the jobs numbers. They've got to the BLS, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, and put out the job numbers. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Joe, even Jason Furman, Joe, Obama's <laughs> economic czar. Obama loved Jason Furman. Furman's a leftist. Furman tweeted back to Krugman, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Krugman, in, in the dumbest conspiracy, the BLS, the right. government employees, who, you know, they all love Trump, government employees. I mean, are we serious? That government employees fudge the numbers to help Trump. Folks, we're in like Looney Tunes territory. Now. <laughs> I hate to say it because it's becoming cliche, but TDS oh. is a very real thing. The Trump derangement syndrome, level six, the highest level possible, is a very real thing. And if you don't believe it, just read Krugman's delirious tweets this morning. They got to the B. <laughs> now, they didn't get to Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a. Uh, gotten to himself. Um, Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, listen, Armacost and I have said this often. It's really sad to watch. I'm not kidding. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, faking empathy. Uh, He's a human being like anyone else. His policies are awful. They're wrong. Um, I don't have a personal gripe with Biden. Wish he'd keep his mitts to himself sometimes. Kind of gross. But I really don't have a personal beef with the man. It is sad to watch this, though. This is a man, I'm not kidding, in serious cognitive decline. You may say, Dan, that's not fair. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, it it wouldn't be if I was if he was a local neighbor of mine and I was embarrassing him on my show. That's not what's happening. This is a man running to be the commander in chief of our military to take hold of our nuclear stockpile and make decisions that could potentially destroy you, destroy your kids' education, your health care. I'd like to know that he has his mental faculties. I believe it's a fair question. And candidly, I'm not negotiating. I don't really care what leftists think about that. You're not going to pressure me or anyone else from talking about this ever. You're wasting your time. Trust me, you're wasting your time. I genuinely don't care what you think about it. I've showed you repeated examples of this, how he doesn't seem to even remember what he's talking about in the same paragraph, not hours later where he re-mentioned. He just loses himself in mid-sentence. Here's Joe Biden yesterday with an activist and an actor. Um, he's doing one of his podcasts, which Paula remarked on this morning, gets remarkably low viewers. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure our show is bigger than Joe Biden's. I'm not pretty sure. I know it is. Um, Here's a video of Biden in less than a minute seeming to lose himself and literally repeats himself three times. Check this out. The act of protesting should never be allowed to overshadow the reason for the protest. The act of protesting should, you know, should never be allowed to overshadow the reason for the protest in the first place. And what I worry about tomorrow night in Wilmington, for example, there's a lot of really good people. I'm going to be out. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be up in, uh, up in Pennsylvania. But tomorrow night, what I worry a little bit about is you and many others are going to be out there protesting legitimately for change. But we can't allow the protesting to overshadow the purpose of the protest. Paula's like looking, shaking her head. Folks, it's sad to watch. I'm not even kidding. I'm not messing with you. I'm not looking to pile on this guy. I have no interest in that personally. Politically, of course, that's what we do. He is not there. Now, if you're watching us on YouTube, and I always appreciate that, youtube.com slash Bongino, it's free. For those of you unfamiliar with how YouTube works, just go to that link, youtube.com slash Bongino, hit subscribe. It's all free. You'll get a notification when our videos pop. If you're watching us, you'll notice not only does he repeat himself three times because he forgets what he said, even worse, he's looking down at notes. In other words, he has notes in front of him and still repeats himself three times. I sincerely doubt the note he's looking at says, say three times the exact same thing back to back. Folks, I'm not kidding. It said the guy is not there. He is not there. Are you telling me with a straight face? By the way, the decline at that age, sadly, can be dramatic month by month. Are you suggesting to me in four years, this is going to be the president of the United States? You better seriously reevaluate your candidate, Democrats. I'm very sorry. I'm talking to the reasonable, persuadable ones out there. The radical left, they don't care. They just hate Trump. They'll vote for anyone. They'll vote for a box of mashed potatoes. They don't care one bit. They just hate Trump. I'm suggesting to persuadable Democrats with a head on their shoulders. Are you serious? Do you want this guy? All right. Got a lot more to get to. So um, I didn't get to the Rod Rosenstein segment yesterday. I had to abbreviate a bit because of uh, time constraints on the show. But there's an excellent article that came out today in the Wall Street Journal by uh, Kimberly, the great Kimberly Strauss, who does terrific work over there, about the disastrous hearing by the former acting attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, who was a key spygate plotter. He signed the warrants to spy on President Trump. And Rod Rosenstein basically impaneled the Mueller team, selected Bob Mueller to go and engage in the witch hunt. There is no bigger player in this scandal than Rod Rosenstein. He's central to everything. This is a terrific piece by Kim Strassel. Rod Rosenstein knew nothing. The FBI withheld crucial information from him. Why didn't he ask any questions? Ladies and gentlemen, Rod Rosenstein, I could make a strong case to you, was the one man who could have put a stop to all this nonsense. He could have put a stop to the Spygate scandal, the spying on President Trump through the FISA courts and his campaign. And he could have put a stop to the absolutely dreadful, disastrous Mueller probe, which was based and grounded in a hoax that they knew was a hoax, the collusion hoax. Rosenstein knew it was a hoax. He's claiming, no, he knew nothing. Now, I could go through the whole piece, but I have two screenshots 
Just to show you, this was the acting attorney general of the United States. The FBI agency team worked for him in the chain of command in our Justice Department. And his best defense as to why he allowed a spying scandal to go on in a presidential campaign and Mueller to be appointed to investigate a hoax that didn't exist, collusion, his best answer is, I don't know nothing. I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't don't know. I I don't know. So let's go into what he didn't know. This was the acting attorney general of the United States. Libs, again, keep telling us how we're supposed to have this wonderful faith in a benevolent government. Now you know why I'm conservative. Remember the Father Bob Sirico line I told you about from the Acton Institute? Greatest line I've ever heard. It's not that government's too big. It's that government's too stupid. You want to keep placing your faith in government? You go right ahead. They don't know anything. Here's what Rod Rosenstein, the acting attorney general of the United States, didn't know while he was allowing a spying operation and a witch hunt to go on that nearly destroyed our country. Quote, Strassel's piece. Mr. Rosenstein didn't know that the Hillary Clinton campaign and Democratic National Committee funded the Christopher Steele dossier, which formed the bulk of the accusations against the Trump campaign. Kind of an important fact, no? Not for Rod. Not for Hot Rod. He also didn't know that the FBI in late 2016... (laughs) had interviewed colleagues of Christopher Steele who cast doubt on his credibility. Kind of important. Also, no, not for Hot Rod. Not for him, it ain't. He also didn't know that Mr. Steele's primary source had disavowed the dossier's central elements by January of 2017, five months before he appoints Bob Mueller. Important to know, not for Hot Rod. Not for hot. Remember uh, Jerry Maguire? Rod, in Rod, we trust the wide receiver. In Rod, we trust. No, in, in Rod, liberals trust. Not me. Even the Rod Rosenstein supporters that thought he was a white ad are now changing their minds. They're like, this guy's either the biggest clown to ever be the acting attorney general. So stupid, he didn't think to ask basic questions like, hey, I'm signing off on a warrant to spy on President Trump's campaign. Is this information real? Joe, as the audience ombudsman here, is that yes. question out of line? Uh, absolutely just check not. It. No, it's on target. It's, okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I just need someone to verify that. Um, so good. we're spying on a presidential campaign. He's like scratching his head with a paper mate pen or whatever. <laughs> uh, is this information real? Uh, no, it's not. Actually, the person who uh, Christopher Steele produced it, his source said it's fake. I, I'm... <laughs> The hot rod didn't seem to ask that quite. <laughs> Think about how that conversation would have went. He, he didn't know, though. Don't worry. He didn't know. He don't know. Sergeant Schultz of our time, right? I don't know nothing. I don't say that. Rod Rose, there's hot rod. So hot rod sitting down there with Andy McCabe and Jim Comey. You'd think at some point he says, okay, well, this sounds. um. <laughs> Joe, I, Joe, I know me and Joe are just two numbnuts idiots, a radio yes. producer and a dopey former cop like me. I mean, we're, I know we don't, with double digit IQ, Neanderthals, me and Joe, but I'm just trying to wonder how this would have won. We're just two idiots, but yes, these are two is. geniuses, apparently, right? Rosenstein, McCabe, these are the elites, right? I'm just wondering how this conversation would have went. So he's got Comey and McCabe in a room and they're proposing spying on a presidential candidate. And I'm thinking how a normal person would handle this. They would have said, uh, uh, 
you're talking about spying on a presidential am i am i right yeah am i clear on this yeah you're uh, right. yes yes sir we are okay um that's kind of a big deal right and yeah. meanwhile mccabe and and, and call me <laughs> the answer would probably be i would guess joe like um even they would have to acknowledge yeah but it sounds like a, yeah. a kind of a big deal Right. So then I would guess the third question would be, and we're spying on said presidential campaign. Um, why? Well, we have this dossier. Okay. Oh, all right. Wow. Interesting. You have, so they mm -hmm. have, Joe, they have something. Okay. It's all a right. start. Here it is. I actually took a note yesterday to mention a Bongino brief, our new flash briefing, because I didn't want to forget doing the show. Here's the note for you. So they, let's pretend this is the dossier. So they go like this, real dramatic, because Comey and McCabe, you know, they're super pagers, and they always think they're in a Mission Impossible movie. So let's do the drama. If you want to watch on YouTube, let's act this out. They have the dossier. Rod Rosenstein's on the other side of the table, where Paula is over there. They go. So you have a dossier? They, let me. Can I do the drama? Watch, watch, watch. <laughs> you know how you ever see in the movies joe when like there's a transaction and it, you know what i'm talking about right like yes, in the movie I heat do. or something i got information and they do it real dramatic so they go uh -huh. paul is paul is even zooming out with the yeah. camera he, and rosenstein's like this and it, he's got to be dramatic too so rosenstein's on the other side of there let me go here i am on the other side of there you doing you doing President Trump got pee-peed on in Russia? <gasps> oh my gosh. Mike, what's on the backside? I hope it's not a cuss word. The backside, no, it's windows, it says. I was doing Hannity last night. I wanted to, rem I wanted to remember to bring up broken windows. I didn't do it, so I ripped it. Now it just says windows. He's Rosenstein. Pee-pee <gasps> in Russia? Oh my gosh. We got pee-pee, folks. Now, you think he's reading it all serious, Mission Impossible style, and he's like, hey, Jim, Andy, did President Trump actually get pee-peed on in Russia? Is this real? But no, no, Hot Rod didn't, didn't, didn't ask. He just read the pee-pee dossier. I was like, yeah, this sounds good. Let's spy on him. Sounds great. Hoorah. In Rod, we trust, baby. What a dunce. What a dunce. It gets worse. This is the, the Strassel piece is excellent, by the way, but it, I, I can't put the whole thing. But here's a second screenshot, more of what, you know, in Rod, we trust, uh, we didn't know. Or Rod Rosenstein says he didn't know. I don't believe a lot of this, by the way. Rosenstein wasn't told that the FBI recordings of George Papadopoulos and Carter Page provided exculpatory information for liberals, meaning information that they were innocent. Kind of important before you target them for being guilty of collusion, right? No, no. Not for Hot Rod, not Hot Rod we trust. Rosenstein also wasn't told that the FBI had moved to drop the case against Mike Flynn, who became White House National Security Advisor from its investigation in early January for lack of any evidence of collusion. Kind of important, Joe, no? I'm just saying. Yeah. Kind of yeah. a big deal? Yeah. In Rod we trust, baby. Hot Rod. Brilliant oh. lawyer. He also wasn't made aware of the recent exculpatory evidence the Justice Department had turned over in the Flynn case. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, Pee-pee? We've got pee-pee tapes. What a moron. What a dunce. Now you know why I'm a conservative, largely libertarian on a lot of issues? Never forget the Father Bob Sirico line.
It's not that government's too big. It's that it's too stupid. The mucus is building because I'm crying, uh, uh, tragically laughing at the stupidity of the media people who bought into this and the so-called government elites that run our country. The head of the FBI and the acting head of the Justice Department fell for the pee-pee dossier and never bothered to ask if it was even real. Oh, what a bunch of morons. Can't take the stupid anymore. All right, I want to get to this tech tyranny story because this is getting ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. The public square, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, it's all a disaster. You have to do, please do something now. Now, just like you tuned into Fox years ago when we got sick of the mainstream media, action. It's time for action. Before I get to that, my last sponsor today, it's a new one. Happy to have them on board. Love them, by the way. Folks, we're living in trying times. Being conservative puts us under fire, but we're not alone. One group stands out. AMAC. AMAC. Don't forget it. The Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC is a conservative alternative to other 50-plus groups, which I'm telling you are doing you no good if you believe in liberty. Joining AMAC not only gives you access to money-saving benefits like special group rates on car insurance, cell phone plans, financial products, and more, but an AMAC membership also gets you a great bi-monthly magazine filled with terrific content and analysis not available anywhere else. AMAC gives you what the mainstream media won't, the truth. If you care about our future as much as me, then join AMAC today. Help them fight for individual liberty, free speech, freedom of religion, free markets, a solvent nation, a prosperous nation, and the values we hold dear. Over 2 million people have joined AMAC. I encourage you to stand with them by joining AMAC today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. The benefits are terrific. The cause, spectacular. amac.us. AMAC.US. AMAC is better, better for you, better for America. These other 50 plus groups are not on your side. AMAC.US. Go today. Check it out. Join today. Join 2 million others. Okay. So, folks, uh, as I said, this tech tyranny is really wearing on me. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and elsewhere have become the new public space. They're the new public space where the old town crier used to go. That's how people communicate. A lot of people are getting their news from Facebook now. Unfortunately, these tech tyrants are run by far left liberals who candidly can't stand you. They think you're the enemy. They are. That is exactly what that is. A hundred percent what they believe. I wanted to put up this Wall Street Journal story again to show you how bad this is getting. Facebook, who had said they previously were not going to censure, censor, excuse me, President Trump's tweets and not going to start actively policing President Trump's Facebook posts. Facebook is looking at an about face right now. It says, Wall Street Journal, Zuckerberg's credibility test. Facebook CEO faces renewed pressure to take down Trump's posts. Folks, they're going to cave. You are going to have a president of the United States who is going to be edited edited out of the public space by these tech tyrants. Folks, I keep putting these stories out there because I can't express to you enough how important it is that you do something about it. We tuned out from CNN and MSNBC years ago. We chose Fox News. 
We tuned out from CNN.com and we chose things like the Drudge Report before he abandoned us. Now I hope you use our site, Bongino Report, but it's up to you. We found Conservative Review, Breitbart, our website, others, where we got real news. You have to do something. Action matters. I know you know that. It's not a lecture. You don't need a lecture from me. Talk is cheap. Please go over to Parler. Check them out. P-A-R-L-E-R. It is your alternative to Facebook and Twitter. We're exploding over there. They are a sponsor of the show. Disclosure, I've been a member long before that, since 2018. I'm humbly and with the greatest of respect asking you to download the app or go to Parler.com and set up an account and do something. When we leave in mass, Facebook and them are going to do an about face quickly. But by then, it'll be too late. It's time to make them the MySpace of our time. Remember MySpace? A lot of you are like, what's that? Exactly. The ones who know MySpace know what I'm talking about. The ones who don't know what I'm talking about, you're my point. What's MySpace is exactly the point. It was Facebook before Facebook. In essence, not the same company. Let's make Facebook the MySpace of this generation. Go to Parler. Download the app today, P-A-R-L-E-R. Do something. This is going to get a lot worse. I'm not kidding. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been dying to get to this show, uh, this, uh, excuse me, this topic for the last few days. I had said to you on the show, we have a personal relationship with Plaquenil, uh, hydroxychloroquine in this house for a number of reasons. So the story is very sensitive to me. Hydroxychloroquine was touted as a potential treatment for the treatment of coronavirus. I told you from the start, we're only doing the science on this. We're not doing media hysteria. What happened with hydroxychloroquine? Well, what happened was President Trump made the air quotes mistake. He didn't make him. I'm being sarcastic to show you how silly the liberals are of mentioning something about hydroxychloroquine in a press conference and touting the fact that it may work as a treatment. Ladies and gentlemen, the liberals lost their mind. As Joe put out for our 15 second clip that runs nationwide, when we covered yesterday, mm-hmm. whatever President Trump says, the left is on the other side of it, no matter how asinine and ridiculous it makes him look. Our 15-second clip this week is going to be uh, Joe's selection, by the way, where I said, <laughs> if President Trump were to tout the benefits of oxygen, liberals would put plastic bags over their heads, and they would start touting the benefits of mm-hmm. inhaling carbon dioxide. Don't do that, please. It will kill you. But liberals don't care. They've lost their minds. Science, reason, human health, has been thrown out the window in favor of TDS level six hysteria. You don't believe me? Ladies and gentlemen, the Lancet, a previously, previously respected medical journal, no more, the Lancet, was touting a study suggesting that hydroxychloroquine was very dangerous. Look at this, 30% increase in heart arrhythmias. Don't touch this stuff. This is really horrible. The media went wild. Why? Because Trump had spoken positively about hydroxychloroquine. God forbid that happens, Joe. Mm. So the Lancet rushed out a study saying, look, this stuff is dangerous. It's interesting because, like I said, Paul has been on it for years with absolutely no side effects at all. Now, that's maybe sui generis to her, but we kind of have some personal experience with it. I'm not going to be lectured by anyone. But the media lost their minds. Oxygen, oxygen sucks. Trump said it's good. Hydroxychloroquine, we got to make sure nobody gets this treatment, even though it may save it, may, may save your life. So the Lancet rushed this study out, showing how dangerous this was. 
The study gained so much prominence that sadly, trials with hydroxychloroquine that could have saved people's lives were stopped. Don't look at this study. It's so bad. President Trump's crazy. He's going to kill people. He's going to get people killed. Now we find out even the left-leaning Guardian, the Guardian, you know, the Guardian, not a right-leaning outlet, folks, the Guardian. The Lancet has made one of the biggest retractions in modern history. How could this happen? It's interesting how the Guardian asks and answers its own question. They don't even know it. They had to retract the study about hydroxychloroquine. It appears to be a fraud. But of course, left-wing media outlets jumped it out. And I said they asked an answer because the answer is, how could this happen? The answer is obvious. Because they were looking to make President Trump do a face plan. Is that not obvious? Joe, is that not clear to you? I mean, (laughs) they they were looking to stick at the President Trump. Trump said hydroxychloroquine's good. Put out a study saying it kills people. Is the study real? Well, just like Rod Rosenstein. I don't know. It's a... Joe, here we go again. Let's do the drama. <laughs> they had the study, fake study, just like the PP dossier, right? Here they are. They're going over to the Lancet Journal. <laughs> Paul is zooming. <laughs> she never does this camera work. And the Lancet people, they got they got the PP study. They're like, PP? Hydroxychloroquine? Well, this is great. Publish it. Is it real? <laughs> we'll ask those questions later. Don't worry. Just like the PP dossier. We'll figure out if it's real later. Don't worry. As long as it reflects bad on Trump and the PP, just print it. Spy on them. We'll figure the rest out later. So the PP Lancet study, they're like, put that in there too. Is the study real? No, it's not real, but we'll figure that out later. <sighs> the Washington Post loved this, by the way. You know, the Washington Post, Joe, democracy dies in the darkness. You know, that's their mm. motto. They are I the darkness, see. by yeah. the way. But the Washington Post, this is the serious newspaper, Joe. Remember, you and I are just two dopes. Yeah. We're just two idiots, a cop and an old you know, radio guy, two morons. What do we know? That's us. Washington yeah. Post are the smart people, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. They fell for the pee-pee study. Headline, Washington Post. Anti-malarial drug, hydroxychloroquine, touted by President Trump, is, le- is linked to, leaked, <laughs> talk about a Freudian slip, the pee-pee, <laughs> the, the, the pee-pee study. Uh, tr- it's linked to increased risk of death in coronavirus patients. Study says, um, yeah, I'm just like you printed the collusion hoax based on the dopey dossier. Maybe you should have looked at that study first. Every folks, everything is corrupted now. I don't mean to, listen, I don't mean this in a sour way. And you may say, "How, Dan? You just said every it is. Everything is corrupted. Science, our politics, our culture." What else do I have here? Cuz I want to I want to talk about something here for a second. Do I have anything else I desperately need to get to? 6 no, no. Okay, good. I don't want to leave you on a sour note on Friday. And I'm not saying this to artificially cheer you up. I absolutely mean this. Folks, we're hitting rock bottom. Our science has been corrupted. Our culture has been corrupted. Everything's been corrupted. Religious institutions, even some components of Christianity. I had a conversation with a priest once that baffled me about why he didn't speak out. I'm not kidding. Why he didn't speak out against abortion. He said, well, not everybody in the congregation is pro-life. I was like, what? Believe me, it was not an isolated example, sadly. Everything's been corrupted. Our economy, science, economic theory, it's just pathetic. The Nobel Prize winner, Paul Krugman, engaging in childlike conspiracy theories. You're like, this is just insane. Our, Our tech tyrants corrupting our social media ecosystem. 
<laughs> like, Dan, it's Friday. Where's the good news, you know? The good news is this. Ladies and gentlemen, everything is cyclical. It is. Joe remembers pretty well the awful 70s and early, early 80s. They were bad. Yeah. Were they not, Joe? I was a young kid. You were a little yeah. older than me. Yeah, I was in the they middle. They were bad. Yeah, you remember stagflation, Jimmy Carter, gas lines. Yep. The humiliating Iran hostage drama. We thought we'd hit the bottom. I was young, but I do remember it well. We did. We thought we hit bottom. Even American cars were awful. We couldn't even build a car. What do we have, Joe? What was it? The Vespa, whatever. Cars <laughs> like that. The Pinto. Remember the Pinto? Pintos. I mean, it was oh, bad. Man. America had hit the bottom. The Pinto. Let's use the Pinto. My father had one. He had a red one. For a reference point for when we hit bottom. When the okay. first Pinto came off the line, I love Ford. I have a Raptor now. Greatest truck I've ever had. I love it. But when the Pinto, wouldn't you agree, Joe, rolled off the assembly, that was the word. America hit rock bottom. Uh. That was it. In that era. <laughs> that was it. When that car started, that was it. And ladies and gentlemen, what happened? Just two or three years later, Ronald Reagan, he's in the midst of his presidency. Everything starts to turn around. And we had probably the greatest 10, 15 year run in our history. Candidly, even into the Clinton years. Even into the Clinton years with the economy and the tech boom. I'm not saying Clinton did anything great for you. I'm just saying everything runs in cycles. I think we're at an inflection point. I'm not kidding. I think it's ready to turn around. We may have a few more months, maybe a year more, some struggles here. But I think we're really on the verge of some really spectacular things in the future. Revolutions in the sharing economy, material sciences, gene therapy, vaccines for some deadly viruses. I think we're on the verge of some special stuff. I think we'll finally get a hold of government spending when this ends as people realize the hole we've dug ourselves in. We may be on the verge of something special. I'm not kidding. Smile a little bit today. These numbers, we may be turning around. It can't get much worse. I know that doesn't sound like the most optimistic thing, but I mean it. I think we hit the bottom. I think the Pinto ignition's been started. It's been rolled off the assembly line. And the Ford Mustang comes next. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, uh, please tune in to my Dinesh D'Souza interview. Dinesh is fantastic. He is one of the most skilled debaters uh, with liberal nonsense on the planet. We'll be interviewing him about his new book. It'll launch early morning. Joe and Drew will produce that up for us. We appreciate that. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. We deeply appreciate it. Thank you in this crisis. Sincerely from the bottom of my heart for hanging in with the show and exploding our numbers this week that you trust us, this team here in a time of crisis for your information is like, I'm with you, man. I mean it. Thank you. See you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.